Hi there, and thanks for joining us. This week on Red Business, we're going to talk about St. Patrick's Day, when we celebrate our national holiday with shamrock, parades, and, let's face it, pints. But a lot of organisation goes into it, in particular the parades part. And this year, Red FM are the proud sponsors of the Cork St. Patrick's Festival. So let's have a look at how it all comes together. Red Business Podcast with CompuBee. Building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuBee.com Tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the parade itself and from all the fun and games surrounding it. We've got Trish Murphy, who is the event manager for Cork City Council, and Paul McGurk, who is the Cork City coordinator with Cork City Council. You are both very welcome to Red Business. Thank you very much indeed, Jonathan. Tell me a little bit, first of all, Trish, about what the plan is. I mean, what's going to happen? Because this year, great news, it's on a Saturday. (laughs) It is on a Saturday. The parade is probably one of the largest outdoor events that happens in Cork City during the course of the year. Um, And it's a massive uh, logistical operation and gets huge participation from all throughout the city, county and beyond. So the parade is starting at 1pm. Uh, the parade route is South Mall, Grand Parade, St. Patrick Street and Merchants Quay and usually takes about an hour and three quarters um, to two hours. So roughly schedule it in from 1 to 3pm. Now, someone like me goes back a few, I'm, I'm a veteran of, of the St. Patrick's Day yes. Parade. It's going backwards to what it used to be because it used to start up at Patrick Street and finish at the South Mall. Is it going the other way around now? It is. I don't remember that. So I'm that was God, that, I'm older than you are. That's worrying. <laughs> that was before my time. But um, it has been, we had a couple of different routes. At one stage, it did go up to McCurtain Street. Um, and it has been on the island, I suppose, at least for the last five or six years, if not longer. So the route is a cyclical route. Um, and that brings all of the parade participants back to uh, City Hall. So if you happen to be in town early, or if you're coming in on the park and ride, which we'd advocate to everybody you'll see all of the parade floats lining up on Anglesey Street and all of the participants lining up along Union Quay so the parade starts from that point and um, the official start is at the top of South Mall Parnell Place and then finishes at Merchants Quay Parnell Place. Paul years ago it, the city is shut down for this as in the shops would never be open you might be lucky to get a bag of sweets if you're from Cudmore's if you were in early enough but now of course the city is busier a lot of shops do remain open is is that a good or a bad thing oh it's a good thing i mean there is a, definitely um the hospitality industry gets a great dividend out of it in terms of the restaurants and the cafes some retail does as well um the hotels obviously get a bounce from visitors both in terms of some of the groups that are performing and some and some tourists as well when it comes to organising an event like this, I'd imagine in many ways it's a bit of a headache because you're trying to coordinate so many different groups, so many different people, getting everybody onto the same page. I mean, I know you've been doing it a while, but does it get any easier? Ah, oh, Trish is an old hand at this stage. <laughs> no. Um, no, obviously the logistics of any um, mass participation events, uh, but I suppose between the Christmas light switch on, Glow, St. Patrick's Festival, you know, we've uh, got a long track record of, of um, organising events like this. And you mentioned the fact that it's going to be busy in the pubs and the clubs and everything like that. It, it is really an opportunity for the city to come alive because 
obviously every Saturday is going to be busy, but this is going to be a particularly busy Saturday and hopefully people will be parting with more cash than they would in your average day. Absolutely. Um, we're expecting about 50,000 people. So anything that uh, generates uh, numbers like that is going to be a dividend um, for local businesses. Um, I suppose it's important. We have a number of um, high profile events throughout the year that we try and generate. Um, high, high level of footfall so we have actually we worked out last week we have 176 days of the year there's festival in Cork City so, 176 uh, yeah nearly one in every two so now some of those are niche festivals uh, but I suppose it's important that the, the cultural offering that the city has is important um, particularly for visitors you know Trish I have to say you were very calm there when you said you were an old hand at this I thought that might have gotten, <laughs> that might have necessitated a slap across the head but you, you, you restrained yourself <laughs> when you look at, at the old style parade you know yes. tractors the odd fire brigade maybe a float yes expectations have changed an awful lot over the years haven't they uh, hugely and I suppose that's the thing about the Cork St Patrick's Day Parade it is we have between probably about two and a half thousand to you know up to three thousand depending on what the weather is obviously is a big factor participants um, a, a huge array of cultural groups local new community groups arts groups, music, um, sporting groups, etc., as well as large-scale commissions. We have a number, we have two particular um, local street theatre companies, uh, Cork Community Art Link, who are based out in the Lido in Blackpool, and also Delta Puppets, who are based out in the Marina, who create and develop uh, large-scale commissions for the parade. So, and they work with local groups to take part in the parade, which is fantastic. So they take our theme, they work with it and work with local groups to over the course of a number of months to produce these large scale commissions. So what is the theme this year? The theme is Democracy for All, 100 Years of the Vote for Women. So it's a very special year because it's 100 years of the vote and also it's 100 years since the first Irish woman was nominated to uh, or was elected to government uh, at the time Countess Markovic to the House of Commons so we usually take a significant year and try and build it into our theme and then our groups use that theme to create a piece for the parade so um, this year also our grand marshals to reflect that are um, the Cork's female elected representatives from 1918 to 2018 so not that many surprisingly enough uh, 25 in total this is councillors uh, former councillors so, so there's 25 with us now well no throughout the years yeah. so where uh, somebody may have passed away a family member is partaking in their stead okay very good so, yeah. so how many 25 in total only 25 between Lord, for, yeah, former Lord Mayors, councillors, uh, MEPs, um, um, European Parliament. Uh, I, I thought you were going to tell me there's 25 nope. still alive, 25 in total. In total we need to do a bit more in exactly. the next 100 years, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Now, we have got, not all have been able to make the parade, but we have a, a, a core group, a, quite a large, who are going mm. to go as a collective as our Grand Marshal, which is fantastic. But yes, when you look at the figures over 100 years, that isn't that many. Mm. But the great thing about it, Paul, is that in that audience that will be lining the streets, the tens of thousands, there will be children who may eventually become politicians, who may eventually Absolutely. be leading the parade Absolutely. in the future. And that, and that's the the glory of the parade that transcends the generations isn't it absolutely absolutely people people always have the memories of um patrick's day parades growing up and then they bring their kids and uh, you know the, the stories get passed on so um i suppose everybody remembers um going to patrick's day parade as you said earlier they were different uh, you know 20 30 years ago it was a different type of parade 
20, 30 years time, it'll be a different type of parade again. All hoverboards. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> when, when you think about it, looking back, does anything stand out in the parade? My, my parade memories always were, my dad, God rest him, used to be the manager of Pennies, which meant that we could go in and uh, go to the pick and mix and go upstairs and look out. And I always wondered why people look so cold because I was always indoors. But, you know, what are your memories as a child um, of the parade? Um, lots of majorettes. That's what I remember. <laughs> was that what drew you no, to the parade no, no, as a child? Of course not, of course not. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, I suppose there was a lot of straightforward enough floats before, you know, there'd be a lot of just uh, industry on the back of floats, but I think they're much more, I suppose, I, I think right now they're much more creative than they were previously. And Trish, for you, what stands out in your memory? I'm not from the city, so I grew up in the county and uh, a local village parade was, you know, start to finish about maybe 15 minutes long. So um, it was the tractors and it was the local creamery and it was the local pipe band was my memory. But you had to turn out. I mean, you had to be there. Oh, and if you were in the GAA club or someone you knew was in the GAA club, absolutely. you were there. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I think that's the unique thing with Patrick's Day, as in it is truly every village, every town, every city in the country has their own parade and it's a very local event but it's also a very national event um, it's a huge thing in terms of attracting visitors into the city into the country we have a number of groups traveling from the states taking part in the parade this year which is fabulous we always have a number that come over each year and it's a great reflection of this city and also you know Ireland in general so it's 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 recognizable all through the world which is I think one of the things that makes it so unique and so important and I think people are, are uh, their expectation levels are higher now for parades they want the the wow factor they want a bit of a they, more want, they want the hoverboards I mean I mean, <laughs> that's the direction we're heading in here clearly uh, but it's true though and we will see different nationalities and that's the one thing that really stands out as well isn't it that Cork Absolutely. has become such an inclusive city we have, uh, I think, one in eight of the population of the city is uh, was born outside of Ireland, so it's very important. That's why the representation of the parade you'll see this year mm-hmm. shows different nationalities, and it's it's a large part of our culture. You know, as I say, our, our cultural program is quite strong in in the city, um, so that this is a, a key part of it. So remind me of the critical information again, please, Trish. When does it start? When do people need to be in position? How long is it going to go on for? The parade is starting at 1pm on Saturday the 17th of March and the parade route is South Mall, Grand Parade, St. Patrick Street and Merchants Quay. It finishes at the end of Merchants Quay in Parnell Place. So we'd recommend people get in early and find a good spot along the route and we would strongly advocate using Park and Ride. There's a lot of traffic restrictions because the city uh, will be closing down for the parade. So check out our website, CorkStPatrick'sFestival.com, uh, to double check um, when the restrictions might affect you and look at our park and ride um, as an option for coming into the city as well. Okay, well, it is going to be brilliant, as it is every year, and we look forward to it. Fingers crossed, no snow. I mean, we're going to ro- we're going to say no snow on the back of what happened a few weeks ago. Trish Murphy and Paul McGurk from Cork City Council, thank you very much for joining us. Looking forward to it, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jonathan. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business, improving productivity with the latest Apple technology. CompuB.com. So that is... Very much the fun side of the proceedings, but everybody has to be kept safe and event the scale of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And it is the responsibility of my next guest to make sure it all runs smoothly. So no pressure. Jess O'Sullivan of AOS Security. How are you? Hi, how are you, Jonathan? A big event like this. You've done lots of these, haven't you? 
I have, but look, every event is unique. So every event, you know, you can't take anything for granted. So the same system applies. And for me, when it comes to events, no matter what size it is, it's all down to the planning. And my hard work is all at the pre-planning. Information, getting the plan right, getting it signed off by my clients, um, and then rolling out, um, again, information, staff briefing is very, very important. It is no good having a plan if it's not rolled out correctly. So all the time, all the effort for me comes into before the event. Then I can enjoy running the event. Yeah, and I suppose you can't really enjoy yourself until it's over. But yeah. the logistical side of this, mm-hmm. I mean, people don't tend to see your guys. They might recognise the vest mm-hmm. uh, with, with your AOS security logo on it. But you have to have a lot of people in a lot of places and they're all busy when people are in town. Yeah. And I suppose we're looking in such a fact that we're, we're around so long. I mean, we're in business over 22, 23 years. Um, and we diversified into the event world, I suppose, 19 years ago. So we're after building it up, I suppose, to the stage where we have a great, very strong backbone in staff because we have a very low turnover of staff. So the lads that have been with me a long period of time so they could run the events nearly themselves once you give them the correct information. So having good people around you um, that you can trust, that you know they're good at their job, um, and again, you know, learning to delegate, which was a, always a hard thing for me to do, but now I have to delegate. Um, so yeah, so having a great backbone of staff is a key thing for me as well. When you're doing something like this, uh, you obviously have a central control point, don't you? I mean, is there a control room where you have somebody who's coordinating all of the crews on the ground by radio and so on? Yeah, and again, every event is unique. In regards to St. Patrick's Day, it's one of the few events, bar the marathon, that I actually do stay in event control because I'm not a lover of event control. I'm a lover of running around and troubleshooting. But it is one of the events that I do, yeah, and coordinate all the plan. Um, Yeah, you know, we'd be in the City Library as event control. And uh, yeah... And it's, again, you know, true radio to good radio communication because those of us that are in the security industry, we all know the, one of our pet hates is bad radio communication. So having good radio communication, having good lads, good supervisors, um, and, again, and I always say it, having the right plan, having the right calibre of staff and the right briefing sessions is key for us then when it comes to going live. 99.9% of people who are going to come to this event are going to behave themselves mm-hmm. and they're going to make sure that they enjoy it, their kids enjoy it. There's always going to be a few. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you go about dealing with them? I mean, how do you, about, how do you go about weeding out the troublemakers? Yeah. Well, again, every event, as I said, is different. So every event has its own parameters in dealing with own social behaviour. For St. Patrick's Day, we work totally in unison with the Gardaí um, because for me, Patrick's Day is more of a crowd management event then a troubleshooting event. So, you know, as I said, anything, any unsocial behaviour, any anything that goes wrong comes through event control and it's handed off to the Gardaí. We deal with it then once the parade is finished and we go back into our full-time customers. Um, that's where we see an awful lot of the unsocial behaviour yeah, we have to deal because with. Because I suppose it, it flows through because a lot yeah. of your guys would work the clubs and they would work the doors and they'd make sure that the places are run as safely and securely as properly for the punters who are inside. I mean, it is. it can be a messy night, I'd say, can it? Oh, absolutely. And I said, you know, you can't beat experience when you're around as long as what I am and most of my staff are, you know, through experience, you would, you would know how to handle these, you know, the situations really. Mm. But listen, we're learning every day, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I imagine you are. I mean, yeah. 
what strikes me about this is this big multi-agency approach. So you have the city council, you have the guards, you have yourselves, you have the John's Ambulance who will be on standby, you'd have the HSE as well. Uh, it just shows you how the things can work well together. I mean, we often say, God, we couldn't organise you-know-what in the brewery if we yeah. set our minds to it. But these, just, the key element of success with something like this is that it goes off and you don't see the organisation that goes into these things. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, as I said, you know, a lot of us in the multi-agencies were around a long time and we worked together on other events as well so we'd know each other on a personal level which is very important but yeah uh, the event control room as I said you know it's to, to be able to sit back if you were just a, an observer and look and see how the you know the event I suppose is controlled it is absolutely fantastic it's, mm. it's great you know So you've gone to a few parades over the years not only as security but also <laughs> as a mammy and yeah. presumably as a child as well what stands out for you Jess when you look back at it all? Um, like I suppose when I was going as a child and growing up, um, I suppose again going back to the tractor issue, you know, that really shows our age, doesn't it? And then as There's a ma- nothing wrong with those old tractors, <laughs> they kept us entertained. And then as, as as a mammy, it was it was a family day out. It was one on the calendar where you know you make the effort. All the kids are dressed up. Go, you know, and I suppose you could. You had your day planned. You go down, you do the parade, and sure you go back to your your local then for a couple of jars with the kids. <laughs> but yeah, for me now, it's absolutely it's changed now because you know it's time for my grandkids to go and see the parade now. But from a work point of view, I mean, I would probably end up with um, a skeleton crew being the last man standing because in unison with the Gardaí again, you know, the parade could finish at half three, but I could still be there at six o'clock with. The Gardaí because yeah. we have to open the roads as well like and, so. and, and isn't that a point that of all the guys and girls you'll have out in the street they'll all be taking time away from their family yeah. they could be at the parade with their kids you know that, another reason to show a bit of respect on the day for the people who are there making sure that you know it goes off as smoothly as possible if they say ask you to do something nicely you should do it yeah and, and look th- this Saturday you know for Paddy's Day it's going to be a hard one because we've so many sporting features on you know I think we've the rugby and we've soccer and stuff like that you know the rugby's the big one and it's on a quarter to three so I have a bit of a double whammy when it comes to the staffing because not only do you have the Paddy's Day you have people who want to go to watch the rugby and the soccer but we're just so lucky because as I said you know our workforce is divided into what I call three sectors I have my full-timers who are the backbone I have my part-timers full-timers and then we have the event staff and the event staff as I said we're so lucky we've grown it up over 20 odd years and you have the lads who all they want to do is events and they're very loyal they're very good and then yeah we give you know I suppose we'd have about 10 10% new people coming mm. into the into the family I suppose really you know and that's okay too you've done the parade for many years mm. you've done the marquee which is another big gig I know mm. you did if memory serves me right I think you were there for the Springsteen concert in Parky right. Cave is there any kind of gig that phases you going god that's going to be a nightmare I mean are you just going to take everything in your stride no the TY balls phase me all the time um, and, and they're an unnecessary evil occur for myself. Um, but look, it what is... What's the TY ball? They're the, the transition years. Oh, the transition years. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teenagers. Yeah, oh God, yeah. And, but look, it, it's where, as I said, you know, we're learning all the time with the kids. You know, I suppose we've done transition year balls for the last 15 years because we have 15 hotels as well, you know. I'm security manager of 15 hotels in the city. And so... Like every gig, there's. I mean, you could go from a one-man gig to a two hundred-man gig, and different. And that's what I love about it. It's just so different. It's so unique. Um, the staffing is different. The planning is different. 
and you can never take anything for granted because as I said it's always it's it can be it can be mentally training a lot <laughs> of the time but then going back to the large stadium gigs which you know and I'm so lucky and you mentioned the marquee there as well you know with with, with Aiken um, they've given me I've, I've learned all my tricks in my trade I've been mentored for the last 15 years with them and they've been really good to me um, and so once Patrick's Day all my focus this week is Patrick's Day getting her right getting her up and running getting her right having a successful event and then roll on Ed Sheeran. Oh, you're doing Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I'm head of security for Ed Sheeran, yeah. So, yeah. Well, fingers crossed. You'll get through Patrick's Day first <laughs> anyway, before we focus. worry about it. Um, focus. Jess O'Sullivan from AOS Security. It's a fascinating insight into what you do and the best luck to you and your teams on Patty's Day. Thank you for joining us on Red Business. Thanks a million, Jonathan. Thank you. My thanks to all our guests, and if you are heading along to the parade, do enjoy it. The Red Patrollers will be there as well, and hopefully the weather will hold up. Don't forget, you can subscribe to Red Business on iTunes, or indeed on the Red FM website, redfm.ie. We'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com.